Yeah, I don't know the top, the Mission Impossible because I I think it's gonna get maybe it's about six hundred. Maybe if it's lucky, maybe what's it on now? Like three seventy six. Three seventy six. Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe I do because Tom Cruise is gonna leave, leave that thing in the cinema till December. <laughs> Quite possible. So, so okay, maybe it's do up to seven hundred. Maybe maybe. I feel like they should do that more often. To be fair, because eventually Bobby Nightmare is going to like calm down and people are like, oh, what else can I go out? Yeah, no Yeah. And the way studios seem to be pushing their movies now because of the strikes. There might not be anything else, fair. Yeah, there might be a dead few weeks. We'll see. Um, I don't know. I think they could put that earlier, man. So I've gone toe-to-toe with Indiana Jones. Fucking I guess Indi- right? Like, well, yeah. Is that still in cinemas? No. Probably, yeah. Oh, my God. That movie, the box office bomb. Yeah, man. Look, yeah. look. July? Yeah. Sorry, June? Just bombs. Oh, we've had some strong bombs this year. Just bombs, Flash. Man. Flash. <laughs> Indy. Indy. Nah, TMT, haven't, you haven't seen good blockbusters bomb. Like, it's tough. It's Suicide tough. Squad. Nigga, shut up, man. <laughs> I don't know, so what do you mean? Like, <laughs> wait, I just say it's not a good movie. The Suicide Squad? The James Gunn James one. one. <laughs> Bro, no, not yet. No, that's a good film. Not yet. I didn't have a good time, I'm sorry. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Um, I think I watched uh, it over like th- two or three days. Like, oh, so you didn't watch it in cinema? No, no. I'm the reason it bombed. <laughs> 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 Oh my god, okay. I called my boys. I said, boys. I've <laughs> got another one. <laughs> okay. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oppenheimer. Christopher Nolan's 11th feature film. Written and directed by Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Greedy. Starring Killian Murphy as J. Robert Oppenheimer, Emily Blunt, Robert Downey Jr., Rami Malek, Matt Damon, Florence Pugh, Benny Safdie, Josh Hartnett, and a host of other people. Bro, who like. isn't starring? Who is not in this film, Banky? <laughs> Bro, between these two movies, I think half of Hollywood that I care about <laughs> was on screen this week. Who is not in this film? The press, have you seen the press tours? Obviously, Bobby Presto is legendary, but like if you go watch the interviews for the Oppenheimer people, Emily Blunt and Matt Damon are having I'm a great watching time. them, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. I'm watching them. RDJ is praising Kilema, I feel like he's his son. It's just so good. Christopher Nolan is laughing because of RDJ. RDJ I'm like, yeah. I, did not, I did not know you could laugh. <laughs> um, okay, okay. So, this is about Robert Oppenheimer. Please, you guys, you know all of that stuff. Hey, what do you think of this movie? Fucking breathtaking, man. Okay. This movie. I had a feeling you were going to love it, but I was, there, was a, there was a slight chance. There was a slight chance. This movie is incredible, chance. bro. This movie is, is ridiculous. And I know why you had that feeling. It's because I'm not a real... Like, I, you know what I like in Nolan? I like Nolan doing his heady sci-fi shit, man. Yeah. I like him doing his sci-fi shit. I like him doing his action stuff. But, bruv, this, mo- this movie is good. Like, I, I was so scared. I was so scared going to the cinema. I was like, man, this guy, you might, you might be fucking it up, bro. I can't lie. But I think at the, you know, like maybe 20 minutes into this film, when mm-hmm. he's in Europe and having that mental breakdown. I thought that was earlier, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the beginning of the film, yeah, yeah. when the score kicks in, as he's beginning to put, I'm like, oh, oh, okay. He's, <laughs> Nolan showed up. He showed up. He showed up. So, general thoughts. Lovely film. Three hours is a very, very long time. Like, you might not think about it, but three hours is a long time. It didn't feel like it was a long time it, in this it, film. It, it didn't feel like it. It did not really, feel like it. I know people say that, but it did yeah, not feel like it. It did yeah, not feel like it. It did not feel like three hours going, going through this movie. Um, it is an incredibly hard film to make. I don't... I think maybe at some point, Guys get bored and just decide, okay, what can I do that will make things difficult? He's made basically three movies in one, right? So the first one mm-hmm. is like a whole torture genius, like, oh, trying to find my place in the world. Mm-hmm. There's that. Mm-hmm. Then it becomes, in my estimation, the greatest advert for project management and consulting <laughs> and consultants I've ever seen. It was incredible. When he starts putting the team together, and he's like, oh, you take this. You, I'm like, fuck, man. Can I tell something funny? This is going to come up. I'm going to put it later, but it's, it's apt for what you're talking about now. So in your head, Oppenheimer is the project manager. He is. In my head, he was a movie director. That I was guy just is like, doing his job. Like, oh, you're a director just trying to get everybody like to do their right. Like, do, do their do do all your stuff, like, oh, man. Do your director. stuff, man. 
they were now traveling. I was like, these niggas are consultants, man. Yeah, man. It was getting yeah. gang together. It was Ocean's Eleven. Yes. Like, which legit, was so funny was, having my Damon do. I was like, was, this is so was funny. A legit, it was a legit <laughs> montage. <laughs> a legit getting the gang together montage. Really good. But then there's also like the whole workplace struggle to, mm. you know, we're trying to build, we're trying to do a thing at work, which you, you could, the thing could be anything. It could be a heist. It's just a they're building mm-hmm, a problem mm-hmm. in this case. So there's that movie. Then there's the courtroom drama <laughs> that it becomes towards the end. And you know I love you know I love a deposition. Uh, ayo, ayo, we're gonna, ayo, you just, know what I love? Ayo, just wait. Because I have I have questions and I have thoughts. I've had some very weird opinions. You know I love a deposition. So I, I was just like, like, bruv, this movie is incredible. I, I thought it was so hard for him to try and merge all those three things together. Like apparently such, the book, the book is like 700 pages, so it makes sense. Yeah, man. It's such a it's such a balancing act to be able to do all those things and make it feel cohesive and make it feel like it's still entertaining enough, like to keep your audience engaged for three hours. You've missed something that it's so a, that's oh sorry, what? but it's a thriller as well. Rough. And I don't know where that comes if that comes during the courtroom bit or it comes It is, it is. I think it comes towards the end of like Project Trinity and then into like the courtroom bit. But like it it's the third act of this film not, that becomes a thriller. This movie's not this movie, about becomes to be slow. And boring. Like this movie is, mo- and obviously, uh, Ludwig is doing a lot of work there. Um, Jennifer Lame. I didn't catch this. Jennifer Lame, man. Someone, she's the editor. Someone mentioned that this movie has very quick cuts, and I didn't catch it the first. The second one I was like, oh my I god. I was going to say that. I was going to say that, bro. And do you know what I'm going to use as my, um, my evidence for that? Mm. It is from when, um, when Oppie is talking to. Kitty, and then she decides they, you know, they do their love, and then immediately cuts to him breaking up with Florence. I'm just like, oh wow, like we are moving at a clip here. Like there's, oh, no, there's you're no time. Even, that's funny because you're talking about like the pacing, which is you're 100% correct. Why are we yeah. talking about also within a scene? Within a scene, the way they're chopping. This movie spending like five, it's spending like five seconds on on a, on a, on a shot, like even maybe even less. Care. And it's just insert like a random, obviously, in his head, just a random shot of something that he's thinking about. And then he's cutting yeah. like, there's some points where in a normal movie, it would stay on the person that is talking and then go to the reaction shot. Here, it's do the reaction shot in between him talking and then go back to another reaction shot all within like 30. I'm like, you people are not I'm even so slowing down. I'm so happy saying all of this because I was thinking the exact same thing when I was watching this film. I was like, you guys, we are, we are moving, we are running. We are running in this film. I was like, do you guys want to so, relax? It is so good. It is so good from that standpoint mm-hmm. that I was, nah, I was so confused. I was like, I didn't, I didn't think this was a movie I was going to get, but I'm, boy, am I glad. So, so that's the first thing. Like, that, And I think that's just on a narrative level. So mm-hmm. he's spoken about like the editing. The directing in this movie is, you know, is Nolan. It's going to be good, but I think it was great. I think this might be his best now. Best directed movie. Not his best movie. That's a different discussion. But yeah, yeah. Best, best directed movie. I think it's this But the now. shots we're getting in this film are ridiculous. And he's doing the close-ups when he needs to. Like, there's a, there's a scene when they're trying to fit the, the um, radioactive material into the, On the bomb, bomb. And you can, mm-hmm. there's tension in that scene. Like, you can see it. Cause he's I'm just like, please up. don't drop this. Please like, bro, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, my heart is in my, in my mouth because of that. It's so, it's so good, like, from a direction standpoint. Great. The score. <laughs> oh, Ludwig. The score. The score is doing so much second, work. Second here. Oscar for Ludwig. Because the score is doing so much work. Ew, the score is, is assaulting. It is doing so much this work. This score, like, doesn't even let you... Like, even <laughs> points people are just talking, this score does not let you breathe. But it's there. It's there. It's there. It's there. It's there all the time. Oh, my God. But yeah. Score. And then, finally, finally, like, the acting is insane. I mean, we mentioned I think, it already. I think we might have Nobody to separate is... second for just for acting because, yeah. Or should we just do yeah. it now? Should we just do yeah, it Yeah, let's now? do it. Let's okay. do it now and then we can actually get into some of the plot points. But, yeah, let's start from the beginning. Kelly Murphy giving, you know, he's a good actor. We love him, but this is an all-timer. Like, this is great. This is as good as it gets for him, I think. He's not, he's not going to get a juicier role than this. He's playing Oppenheimer's everything to perfection. Mm-hmm. Bro, mm-hmm. I believed 
this nerd was a womanizer. I believed it. I believed he was getting pussy when he wanted. I believe I believed that. I was like, yeah, yeah, of course he's gonna fuck her. From the from the first moment, he's talking to Kitty. I'm like, yeah, it's done, man. He's wrapped it up. It's another one. And then you find out that he was already sleeping with his <laughs> landlord. La- la- bro, Not his, his landlord, sorry. His friends, but his he was staying with wife. him in, in like, Pasadena. Yeah. Like, and I was like, yeah, I buy it. Kenamop is doing, he's doing so much work in this film. And you said that like, he's doing so much work in terms of acting, but also literally doing so much work. Because excluding the RTJ scenes, black and white RTJ scenes, he's in every scene of this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if people... No, but because I, I kind of got a spoil for myself. I don't know what I was reading, but yeah, I knew that the... So the movie is shot in black and white and in color. Mm-hmm. I was going to say technicolor, but like, yeah, man, they're not... <laughs> it's muted. <laughs> it's muted. Mm-hmm. The color palette of this one is muted. But, but that's, like, that's um, Nolan. That's Nolan. Yeah, that's yeah, always yeah, yeah. 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 But um, I, re- I knew going in that everything in color was from Oppenheimer's perspective perspective yeah i think i saw that and then yeah i really spoiler because like yeah it wasn't really a spoiler but like yeah i feel like maybe it would have been another thing for me to figure out while i was watching the movie yeah because even at that i still thought like because i didn't enter about the hearing so i still thought like oppenheimer would play a pivotal role in like that section obviously he plays when in the flashbacks i thought he would still yeah but yeah so he's in 95 percent of the film that is amazing that's ridiculous. And it's like, apparently they shot this in like 50 something days, which I, I don't know how they did that. The one man play. Three hour, three, three hour movies. Like, it's just, oh. Anyway, okay. While we're on acting, because this movie, Jesus Christ, I said it like between this and Barbie, like everyone was just doing, I'm just going to quickly, we're just going to run through people. Okay. And then if you ask somebody, like, eh, tell me, I doubt it. But so don't kill him, Emily Blunt. Yeah. I enjoyed her performance so much. I have problems with her character. But same, same. I was gonna. Uh, we we can get there, but like, I mean, bro, let, let's get there. Let's get there, please. Let's get bro, there. Emily Blunt is doing the work that they oh, asked her to do. Hundred percent. She's doing the work. My Damon, oh, incredible. Oh. My Damon is so good. My in this Damon. Film. I was reading something, and they were like, "Yeah, he's." They allowed him to be the protagonist of this film, so that Oppen like Oppenheimer character could be a lot more. Um, I was saying something about that as well. Yeah, a lot more complex. Complex. Yeah. But Matt Damon is like, you know, good America, let's go. America, good, let's go. Build a R- bomb. RDJ. <laughs> hey, yo. Future Oscar winner, RDJ. Oscar winner for this movie, RDJ. The turn he makes in this movie. It is so good. I did it not so see good. it you coming. Every moment of it as well. Like when it happens, it was like, oh. Yes, yes, it's true. It's true. <laughs> it's true. You should be like, yeah. And on rewatch, on rewatch, I'm like, oh, I, I, yeah, that, that makes sense. I can actually, I saw it coming. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. you're right. And this is the first time RDJ is doing non Tony Stark acting in, in over 15 years, right? In a very long Cause, time. Because right? Sherlock Holmes when is doing When did Sherlock Stark. Holmes come out? Oh, okay. No, okay, but it's in that Dr. Dolittle is doing that. Like, this is the first time, like, since Zodiac, I don't think we've seen him do. I haven't Zodiac seen had, Dr. Dolittle. <laughs> but yeah, I haven't seen that from the trailers. <laughs> Zodiac had little bits of it, but like, obviously, it's Finches so or Finches kind of whittles it down mm. but this is the person that he's he's not doing like a, he's not doing a witty thing he's like yeah. he's, he's not like he cocky. is the villain he Bro, is the villain of this he movie so he's a slime ball I was like oh my I did not see this coming he's, I don't know he's, history he's actually a piece of shit he's a bad person and like and, it's for the it's for the petty and that's how you know like when guys are bad mm-hmm. it's just like oh it's petty it's like it's not like oh he killed my mother yeah, it's like it's not civil war. Like, it, it is like, like he blanked my blanked my son and, and my future daughter-in-law. He told Einstein because I did something before I watched the movie. He was like, the movie is about how perceived slights can influence like stuff. And I was like, I didn't even think about that. And I was like, oh yeah, this guy just did this thing because he thought that Oppenheimer was rude to him. Okay, you don't know that nigga is rude to everybody. <laughs> he doesn't care about you. <laughs> He just want to go and do his physics and bang. That was all he cares about. Like, the fact that he fixated on the fact that Einstein would have said something to him. Said something to Einstein, right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's why Einstein blanked. He was like, Jesus Christ. That's why you went and to you, the whole crusade. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, RDJ, so, cool. Keep yeah, going. RDJ, Florence Pugh. I mean, again. Fucking Sin Stealer. She's the Ryan Gosling of this movie. She is incredible. Florence Pugh? Bro, I left the cinema. I was only thinking about Florence Pugh and not for the bad reasons. So, I saw your tweet. Before I watched the movie, and then I watched the movie, and she died. I was like, 
what was Ayo? How was he remembering this like two hours later? I was, yeah, I'm, I'm happy you saw my tweet. I'm happy the evidence is there for you to see. Shout out, butter boy. But, guy, I left the cinema and I was thinking about the scene when he's breaking up with her and her face. As when they're the crying. First time, when she's the first crying. Oh, the first time, yeah. yeah, yeah. And she was like, oh, you, I've I, I forgotten the words. Maybe she was like, yeah, you, you're sure not going to be available to me anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, what so are you said you doing? always you'd always pick up. You'd always yeah. answer. Bro, she broke my heart, man. And I was not I was not expecting that. And then obviously the suicide. And then I thought it was just me that saw like the, the hand. So I, I think apparently there's like um people don't know if like it's possible that the government killed her. Mm. Because if you, because I saw it, I was like, I saw hand. something. I was like, oh, is is it imagined? That was exactly. I was, I was like, is that what he like, thinks oh, happened? Someone... But then it was like, apparently, yeah. it's not shocked. Obviously, because of her left leaning thing. Okay, I'm just gonna run through these people now because Jesus okay, Christ, yeah. Josh Hartnett, incredible. <laughs> Josh Hartnett, I'm incredible. sorry, let's pause. Incredible. You can't just bring out Black Mirror and bring out this man. Who? I haven't seen you in like ten years. You yeah. can't just do They're that. Just like, who is this nigga? Who is this? Why is he? What? Incredible. What it? What it? What it turned? Oh, then Casey Affleck came up with the villain of the year performance. Ooh. <laughs> Thank you. It's been a long time I've been scared in the cinema. <laughs> I didn't see this nigga's face. I was afraid. I have I not like, seen I, his face yet. I was like, I was like, Nolan is giving this guy the hero shot. Like, who is this and, actor? And then I heard his voice. I was like, oh, okay, so I it's Casey so Affleck. What, what, what's about to happen? <laughs> I was so afraid. I said, oh, he's fucking up. Oh. He's fucking up. This guy not joking. Oh, then, okay, Rami Malek gets... To do one scene and just like this is, this bring, one scene, bring the house you know. down. <laughs> it is what it is. Benny Safdie. <laughs> Shocking. Edward Tell. I don't think I've actually known him as an actor before. Apparently he's not directing anymore. Yeah, I read that today. Like he's focusing more on, on he's acting. not directing Safdie Brothers and focusing more on, di- on acting. Anyway, like, but go out on high, man. Apparently that Safdie thing, that Teller thing is true. And Safdie was like, he did research and he went back and found out that like Teller cried that night because of how um, Kitty mean. blanked him. Oh, nice. Ooh, ooh, ayo, Jason Clark as Roger Robb. Ridiculous. I knew, I knew What I knew a ridiculous would, turn. I knew this would. Get... What is he doing? It is so good. Jason He's... Clark always does these things, though. He always has all these roles in these movies and shows. Like, obviously, he's in Winning Time. He's in, like, um, nah, Zero man. Dark Thirty. <laughs> just like, oh, I was watching this stuff. I was good. like, yo, I was like, is anybody going to chill in this film? No. The answer was no. Okay, I mean, everyone is good, but I'm going to skip through people. I'm going to read Wikipedia. Tony Goldwyn, you have to put him because he's been on my he TikTok was... lately. Great. <laughs> Tony Goldwyn, man, just being... Just, just there. Just being fit. <laughs> Loved again. it. I don't, I don't know. Loved it. <laughs> Ding Dihan. Bro. Why? Why are you this good? So good. I mean, we know we know he's good, but like, <laughs> man, there's... Guy, the performances in this movie were so... They were just incredible. I think Dave, David Cromwell is so good. Yeah, he's probably my second favorite or third favorite. Like after Adjie and Madamon. Yeah, like yeah, supporting actor. Ah, uh, bro. Um, I mean Matthew Modine, Jack Quaid and Josh Peck. Just being like, okay, bro, they're in a Nolan film. Alex Wolf of the Naked Brothers Band. <laughs> like, just like they're in a, they're in a Nolan film now. Look, <laughs> how many guys were you Jack, just like Jack? Jack was great, but. Josh was also so. I was just like, "What? What's happening?" No one was bad. Hey, no one was bad in this movie. Let's put it like that. I was no just like, was "Bro, bad. everybody's doing their job and they're doing it well." How many guys do you think were just like at dinner? I'm like, "Guy, when in Nolan, <laughs> when in Christopher Nolan film, what are, what's going on here?" I feel like for like Jack, <laughs> Jack Quaid is like, you know, maybe I've been playing Bundesliga and then you go to <laughs> you, you go to Madrid or Barcelona. You're like, yo, yo, what? I and mean, you've won the league in Bundesliga to be fair yeah I mean no no you haven't won the league you've come second you don't think the boys like, has won the league you are, okay, so, you are Dortmund huh? you are Dortmund in, okay. in Bundesliga ah, you think the boys is Dortmund the boys is Dortmund the boys is okay, not fair. if if Bayern is going to be something like I don't know I don't know I don't know what is it good like maybe Mrs. Nasal. okay fair yeah then fair 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 fair, fair. then you are Dortmund you are good then what then Josh Peck was what in championship yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's, I don't even know who to use for him. Maybe someone like when you're playing for Newcastle now that they have money. He was like a, he was like a league two, league one winner when he was young. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then last ten years, last five years, he's just been playing around in championship, like relegation, relegation yeah. teams and championship teams. And then all of a sudden, like Madrid, are like, hey, you want to come over for? It's for one cra- it is crazy. It is crazy that then, they're there. Then he has someone like Gary, but just came for one scene. Like, fair. 
Just someone I, I saw that I was like, oh, I'm so happy you got this check. Oh. Team Decay from <gasps> White Collar. I was, I was like, so I'm, happy so happy. When I saw I'm so happy you got this check. <laughs> I was fist bumping. I was like, yeah, I know that nigga. I didn't catch him the first time. It was later, like the first screening. It was later in the first screening. No, as in the first time you come to the screen, I didn't see him. It was later yeah, yeah, I know when the cut. I was like, oh, I'm so happy you got this check. Okay, we've gone through, we've gushed about the actors. Let's actually talk about the movie. Yeah. Okay, so. Do you want to do the soaking thing now or, or later? I'm so happy you had the thoughts, man. <laughs> Look, I have it in my notes. Let me see. Let me see if I can show you my notes. I said his dialogue writing is really good in this. Soaking? Question mark. <laughs> as in the soaking ghost right? Yeah. I'm like, where? Why is this? So why is this feeling like? Because I don't think there's any other Nolan film where the dialogue feels like this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was just like, why is it different now? I mean, I guess the one thing maybe because he has the book, mm-hmm. and I guess the book is using actual transcripts. Okay. And Sokin tries to write how the smartest person would sound in a transcript, right? Like the musicality of it. So maybe Nolan can do that. But that being said, he's still very like I I, I noted the interaction between Jason Clark and Emily Blunt. I was like, that's, that's the soaking. It is very soaking to pick grammar, grammar error. Yeah. I mean, like, that's that's yeah. how you're going to win this scene. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like, focus on the actual point of the scene. Uh, <laughs> Not grammar error. So that was very soaking. But also just like, um, full disclosure, I saw a tweet. I was like, someone was like, oh, they're comparing this to social network. Social network. And I forgot about that. I was watching me, I was like, Jesus Christ, this is social network. And it's not just because like, social network is a biopic, it doesn't feel like a biopic. But like, it's a movie that, I mean, the obvious thing is like the price of genius and all that stuff. But like, I don't know how to put it. You have the framing devices, obviously, already mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of hearings, which is basically social network. Yeah. Because you have the two testi- two depositions. And then you have that here. And it's kind of like focusing on the central time and creating something. It, it is very much social network to me. And I was like, oh. And it's funny because I said that Insomnia is Nolan directing a Fincher film. But this, like, <laughs> I don't know. This is just... I get what you mean. <sighs> I didn't really feel the social network thing because I felt it was a lot more about the man than I think the social network is. But then what if you think is about the bomb and the idea of creating the bomb? Like how Zuckerberg is to Facebook. Nah, G, nah, nah. This, this, guy mo- is this movie is really about, it really about that nigga, man. Oh no, yeah, the movie's up. I'm saying you could read it. I mean, as, you like, could and you would be, you would thing. be slightly wrong, but like, Fair. yeah, that, the movie really, it really about that nigga, man. It really I is. I mean, he said it, he said he named it Oppenheimer, not American not Prometheus American for Prometheus, a reason, yeah. because like this movie is about Oppenheimer. Yeah. Uh, okay. But we agreed on the, the, the soaking influence. Yeah. I was, um, I was a bit shook in the cinema. I was like, oh. <laughs> I think just the fr- using the fact of the hearings as framing was just very, very social network for me. That's fair. Um, okay, do you have any thoughts before we go to Trinity Test? Um, yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. Florence Pugh. We have to talk about that. We have to talk about I Am Become Death. Look, 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 thank you. Good on you for remembering what he said in that scene. Look, yeah, because I'm a serious... I feel like your mind would have been... I'm a serious moviegoer. So... <laughs> okay, sure. So from the moment they say their first words to each other, and I think this is mm-hmm. probably the point where I was like, oh, the dialogue in this, in this movie is actually, like, it's a lot bouncier than I remember Nolan's dialogue being. But, you know, they are going... Can I have a suggestion? Can I have a suggestion for that? I think it might be obvious. It just came to my head. Mm-hmm. Could it be because normally Nolan has one smart person? Like his mm. main character. But not everyone around him is just smart. That's fair. And Florence Pugh is a psychologist. Kitty is a biologist. Like everyone is a scientist. They have, everyone around him is like genius level. Yeah. So they can like go back and forth. Does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah. So I, oh, sorry, yes. just from that first scene, like Florence Pugh is incredible. And then dialogue, really enjoyable. And then they move. They cut immediately. Like, there's no, there's, there isn't a lot of no, preamble. No, no. Yeah, no. Well, yeah. Before she is giving him that Sloppenheimer, and it's, it was. Oh fuck you! It was crazy to me that that just happened. Apparently, one of the biggest criticisms, or not biggest, but like a criticism of Nolan is that his movies are very sexless. <laughs> apparently, like that's a thing. Apparently, and then he was like, "I'm gonna go all in now to, to rectify that." And he was like, "Now you guys are gonna see why I don't do sex because it's gonna be weird." It's going to be real weird. And boy, boy, did I enjoy that scene. <laughs> because I just thought it was so stupid. Why did she get off the first time? <laughs> uh-uh. 
She finished. She wasn't finished the slap on the man. So, 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 she just wasn't feeling. Okay, okay. I, I was, I was, I was. If she wasn't feeling, she felt like he wasn't feeling. That's why I wasn't. I wasn't really sure. Like you felt like his head was somewhere else. Yeah, maybe it was. I think it was mm. her though. I think it was her. Mm. But then, then, you know, she comes back. The Sanskrit with the book. put her back into it. Yeah. Fair enough. But then maybe he wasn't feeling it. <laughs> maybe he wasn't until feeling the Sanskrit. It. Until they brought the Sanskrit in, and then he's talking about I am become death, and she was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get on Toppenheimer. Okay, while we're on, while we're on them, then should talk about the second the second time this happens. Actually, there are three times actually. Yeah, but speaking of weird sex scenes, there's the one in that from Kitty's point of view, which is, whew, I was like, sure, okay. I absolutely loved that scene, but I was like, this must have been so difficult for you guys to film. <laughs> yeah, I, I do wonder, like, unless they are green screening it, because like to have two of you naked, but then everybody else is there just looking at y'all. Yeah, like I'm, I, I'm wondering, I did green screening like the 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 men, like the men yeah, from yeah, the committee, yeah. and then just have the three of them, like Emily Blunt, Killian Murphy, and Florence Pugh. I don't know. Knowing is Nolan, probably not. Probably not, man. I, so I was feeling bad for Florence in that in that situation. Um. So that was one thing I wanted to talk about because I I thought I thought the first I think I think I think it works, I think it's a bit absurd but I think it works in the film. The first one. The first one. The second one okay. also. Yeah, I think I think it works. Like the. How about the third one? Sorry, the second one I'm talking about is the second one we talked about. Yeah, which something's is, all about the third one. Th- which is which the third one? second. Yeah. When he goes to see her. When he goes back to see her. I, I think they all work. I think I, I enjoyed, I just enjoyed seeing Florence. Can I, ex- so, I just want to confirm my, my logic is that they were afraid of people tapping them. So they wanted to confirm that they, they didn't have wires on either one of them. That's why they were naked. Sure. For so long. Sure. Hey, there's no other way I can make, it can make sense in my head. I'm sorry. It, there's no, no, that's not the reason. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they are just finished coitus. So. Yes, they're enjoying each other. <laughs> oh, the movie director, you can make them wear clothes. I don't know. No, they're not need. Anyway, sorry, continue, continue your point. Yeah. Um, is there anything else I wanted to touch on before the Trinity test? No, I think we covered all of it. I really like the second, like the first part of the movie, which is the torture genius finding his way. Then the second part of the movie, which is the getting the gang together and then doing the thing, like doing the work. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. I really enjoyed all of it. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. all of it. I love the tension between well tension and interplay between him and Matt Damon. Oh, what's confidential, what's not confidential, what's compartmentalized. I Until really, you feel I, my, my my boot on your ball. Yeah. I I, I, loved, him I loved it. it. I loved it. Um and it was all leading up to them actually testing out the bomb for the first time. Um, should we talk about Kitty now or after? Because we talk about, I think we talk about Gene as well. Because this is a common Nolan criticism that he doesn't do women properly. Yeah, man, and he's not helping his case, man. I think, I think, <laughs> look, I think Kitty is probably the worst written, like main female character that he has. Because I was what? Mm, wow, that is she worse than Marion Cotillard in Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Okay. Dark Knight Rises? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> I think so. Yes. Yes, I think so. Because at least she had she had a role. <laughs> she did something. So I was someone again, I'm sorry to take I didn't spell people. Someone like they think Kitty might be the one person that was someone that loved the movie that um really hurt from the pacing of this movie. Yeah. Because yeah. there's probably so much has happened to that character in this time span, but to us, we just see her drinking martinis. And yeah, bro, that's <laughs> all. That's all she got to do. Cry and get drunk. And I'm like... And then the defense is also that, like, again, someone I love the movie, but also notices the problem that maybe because it's fully in... Oppenheimer's From Oppenheimer's, you, yeah. That was that was what I was telling myself that. during during the film mm. so that I wouldn't be upset. I wasn't. I was just like... I was like, first of all... If I forgot... It's funny, I forgot about Nolan's women criticism but at first I was like this gene this gene part is is unwell this gene part is small and like and tough <laughs> yeah right and then I was like Kitty is not getting any better and I was like if you don't have two actresses that I really love in this role these roles right yeah I would not care yeah that's fair like if Emily, if Emily Blunt wins an Oscar for this role I don't know how I would feel about it how can she just if, if for example if the Oppenheimer wave just carries ah, it would be tough Cher. I, I don't think it's possible that she should be nominated Hey, yo, she, the, the thing is, she acts. She does. The role is not great, but exactly. she, uh, she has three scenes that I think are great. Okay, what are they? 
she has the scene after um, Jane Tatlock dies, in which I think she probably puts one of the theses of the, of the movie and of says, movie. you can't yeah. come to a scene and make us yeah. feel bad for you. Oh, and then she has the scene against um, Jason Clark. Yeah. And I think she has the scene at the end when she blanks Benny Sabti's character, Tell her. Tell her. Oh, okay. I wasn't expecting you to say that one. Okay, fair. Her, her eyes in that scene. I think if you rewatch it, she's, her face is acting in that scene. Well, no, I, I, I thought she did an excellent job there, but I didn't think it was enough for you to even call it a scene. This is, man, it's a moment. Fair. It, but maybe that goes back to the original point. It is a moment. That there isn't much to go It is for. a moment. No one is mean for that. that that's what I'm saying. It's like, but again, I, I don't know if we can give him a pass because this is based on true story and like he's not going to make a character better than they ever in real life. I don't, I, I don't think Kitty was, because Kitty is a scientist in her own right, mm-hmm. so she probably, but maybe it wasn't relevant to the Oppenheimer story. I don't know. But you can't really like, the problem is there. You can't yeah, really the problem is there. You can't, like, you can't, you can't, like in the movie, I had to actively tell myself, okay, it's through Oppenheimer's eyes. That's why. That's funny because I'm going to say like, very rarely do these kind of things catch me in the movie. It's yeah. a movie I love. Yeah. Like, usually when I'm thinking about it, but I was like, I like this kitty role. All she's yeah, doing is shouting and, and throwing glass, I'm getting man. drunk, bro. I was just like, bro. This and like, bit, she's correct. She's but right. It doesn't That's really the thing. Like, she's, oh, she's coming and she's right all the time. I'm like, bro, but where did it come from? Where have you been I'm before like, now? I'm like, if this wasn't Emily Blunt, who we already have, like, in great attachment to, would I really care about this role? And so it was very, very interesting. Like, some of role you can probably see. If it was, a, for example, not that I want this to be, but it was like a 10-episode TV show now, you can see it exactly. growing. Like, oh, that's, yeah. that's the arc of this character. But yeah, I, I think... Yeah, yeah the, it doesn't Kitty serve her well. It's sad. The movie doesn't pass the Bechdel test <laughs> in the slightest. It doesn't even come close, bro. It doesn't come close. There I was thinking, maybe I was like, is there a scene? Four, I'm like, nope. I thought about this after the film as well. But I think there's there maybe four. four speaking roles for women, right? Yeah, four. You're right. Um, well, five. if Six. If you include his landlady and oh yeah, I um, about Jackie, his I was including wife. Jackie, so I, I'm forgetting somebody else then. So his landlady, Jackie, mm-hmm. you include the woman that he's had an affair with. No, no. So that's that's okay, the sixth okay, person okay. then. Fair. And then obviously Kitty, and then you including the scientist. scientist. Yeah, yeah. So six. Yeah, that's amazing that we just said the, the scientist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I <The> mean, <laughs> no lie, you will crumble. You will crumble for <laughs> what you have done. Yeah, I, I have, to, but I have to give him a pass for this one. I think, I think there's, oh yeah, there's yeah, yeah. two, there's two like strong arguments. Like it's subjective, like it's a subjective mm-hmm. thing, and then also it's what was my second argument? I forgot. Subjective. Uh, oh, we said we said it. Yeah, we did say it. So it's fine. Yeah, go back and rewind, guys. But also, but also, Jean dies so early that you're like, okay, fair enough. It, Kitty is the is the bad one. Because Kitty's in this whole yeah. movie. Kitty's in the bad She's in a Kitty. lot of it. Kitty's She's in bad. a lot of it. It's the Just bad Just looking one. angry. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about Trinity Test. I would start by saying this. Ayo, the drop-off. First of all, I watched this in Super, Super Scrape, not even IMAX. The drop-off from Super Scrape to normal 2D is ridiculous. <laughs> it, it makes no sense. It's like... It's not even come. Like, I would personally tell people not to watch this movie in 2D. Because <laughs> really? Was it that bad? Well, like, obviously the story still works and everything, but like those two, there are two scenes, the Trinity Test and the gymnasium after the bomb. Okay, okay. Those two scenes just not that they don't work, but like night and day. They don't have the same effect. And this is this is between super screen and 2D. So I can't imagine what them doing IMAX and 2D. And even like super screen or IMAX and 2D is. Because like you f- even in super screen, you felt you felt the the Trinity test. Yeah, because I thought I was like, oh, he's doing the thing. He's moving the sound completely. We're just gonna see it, and obviously the and sound it comes back in. Like, yeah, uh, actually, no. I'm not talking. You watched it in IMAX. Please explain your experience. I did watch it in IMAX, and I think going into the movie, I was like, okay, the bomb test is probably going to be the climax of this film. Mm. I don't know how, like, how can you make it that good? Because it's something mm-hmm. that we were already hyped to see. Do you know what I mean? Similar to like Tom Cruise's stunts. Exactly. Exactly. It's something exactly, that yeah. we're already that. hyped to see. So, what can you actually? And do? we've heard so much about. Exactly. Yeah, we imagined for so long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, excellent, 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 excellent for him to just do the white light and then have it on. Okay, fine. Before that, I think the 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 lead up to the test 
is so good in terms so of good. building up the tension. The rain. It is so you good. have scientists and military men in the tent. Everybody's there. People are getting prepared. Safety's covered his face. <laughs> they're in the car. They're quipping. You have the the moment from the trailer between Matt Damon and Killian Murphy. Yeah. Like yeah. there's you know, you've built the tension and then it's just white light. So always work. And then complete silence. And then everybody's reactions. And then the sound. Oh, I was like, I don't know how you're going to wow me, but bro, I was floored. I was like, this is it. This, this is cinema. This is, this is why we come. This is the reason. The last time I watched a movie in IMAX, I think it was June. Second time I watched it. So I know, like I know a movie like that. I know what the IMAX sound is. No, the power. But even when I was watching the super screen, I was like, oh, I can, I can feel it. From yeah. the beginning, from not even like from this moment, I was like, I can feel it almost, I can feel the IMAX in it. Right. So it's almost like being at 90 instead of 100. So I can only imagine just like the extra 10% in IMAX. It was, but it was I, I'm not even, I don't regret watching it super screen. I watching IMAX. The, and like, I think because the cinema was packed, but also silent, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it added to it. Can I tell you something funny? I don't know, I cut it out. So, second time I watched this movie, obviously I know what's coming in. And then immediately the, Sound just cuts out. Hey, I just hear someone <laughs> to my left. <laughs> I wanted to bust out laughing, <laughs> but I was still tense. Even when I was like, I was watching it. I was like, it was so funny because, like, because obviously he ramps up and it just goes silent, and you just hear someone fart in the corner. That's so, so funny. funny. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the second th- thing I said. Um, the gymnasium scene. Oh my god, I actually think this, I don't want to be hyperbolic, mm-hmm. but this kind of impacted me more than the Trinity Test. This whole sequence. I mean, that's fair because it impacted the main character that you're seeing it through their eyes more. <laughs> yeah. So it, it makes sense. Oh my God. But the, boom, boom, Nolan boom, is... boom, 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 boom. And like, first of all, that. We'd heard that. We'd heard that before. Like, did I you didn't like, know it was. We, we heard it before in the movie and I was like, oh, that's I like that. So, like, and it's funny because we heard it. I found this on second work. I knew we had heard it, but I didn't know when we heard it. Yeah, I don't remember when it was. We heard it during one of the hearings. Ah, so ah. we've heard it. So we when we've heard it is before, but it's happened after in Oppenheimer's life. Yeah, yeah. So he's basically remembering, oh. like exactly that nigga is good. So man. you imagine that's that's a sound that has stayed with him for like five, seven years. That nigga is good. He's just remembering it again now that he's in. The, I just like, and that's what I want to talk about in a second. But like, yeah. So that whole sequence when like the the stuff shaking be, behind him. I had, someone said that they thought the whole face melting thing was distasteful i don't know i didn't obviously i didn't personally take that but that's a fair criticism that's what i don't get how that's fair why why do they feel that i don't i don't know i'm not gonna tell it said it felt it was distasteful yeah but why you have to give it like no no no. i i no of course you have to give a reason why you think as in in depicting well i mean i guess it'd be the same argument if like they showed hiroshima and nagasaki okay so which it did not they didn't know. But that I can understand why someone says that is distasteful because But this is his representation of Hiroshima and Nagasaki in his head now. Oh, okay. Wait, what what what, what do you what do you think I'm I meant? Just, I don't get. I still don't really understand it. It's like oh, I don't agree with it, but I think their point is that just showed any, any depiction of Hiroshima and Nagasaki was distasteful. Oh, okay. I don't oh, agree okay, with okay, it, okay, but okay. I think that's their point. Okay, I see. Um I mean, we watched Eternals. So I'm happy they didn't. They didn't do that again. Um, and it's just even the way they did, like when he's watching the slide, and we just stay on his face. I thought that was so good. But that whole sequence, the his background shaking, the the sound genuinely, it was, genuinely, it was genuinely like disconcerting. <sighs> Ew. So like, when the sound comes back in, I jumped. I was, it was so like it was like it was like a jump scare. <laughs> it's so good. It was a jump scare, and he st- oh that that whole sequence is just so good. Um, I didn't realize how. On the second watch, I didn't realize how just how much we were in his head during those first two hours. Mm. Like I didn't realize, like again, things like what I just said, him remembering the sounds mm-hmm. and just stuff again. Mm-hmm. Even all these cuts of whatever is going on in his brain, like it flashes through there. Yeah, said he's plagued about visions of a different world or whatever. I'm just like I didn't realize just how much we were actually in his head for those first two hours. Oh, okay. It's just, it's just actually just such a good movie. This movie is going to increase just so much the more I think about it and the more I watch it. I think, do you know, like, that's that's happened to me because, and I alluded to it earlier when we were talking about like where we would rank things. Mm-hmm. Because I think in just a few days since I've watched this movie, just the more I think about it, the more it rises in my estimation. Mm-hmm. Because it's so difficult. It's such a difficult thing to do. 
because it's like it's 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 not a it's not a profile of a man. It's also not like it's not a biopic in sense. It's, it's almost it's almost like I don't know. Is it a snapshot of a man? He doesn't he doesn't paint up. In fact, what you said about Damon, he doesn't paint Oppenheimer as it's another question I have for you mm. as a thing. Like Zuckerberg is a villain in Social Network. Mm, mm. Eventually, we arrive at that, at, that, at that declaration, but he doesn't really give Oppenheimer that. It's it's almost like a no. It isn't. It doesn't give him that. Like you're fully with him. Yeah, it's almost the like whole time. Can't do it for yeah. everything. Yeah, it's just, it doesn't. It's really interesting because I have I had I had a few like thoughts about what this movie was trying to say about Oppenheimer, but we can mm-hmm. get into that at the end. So we've done Trinity Test. I do, yeah. Yeah. Should we talk about question. after? What happened after Trinity Test? Yeah. So let's talk about the third hour of this movie, which apparently has become quite divisive. Yeah, fuck the niggas on the other side. Over here, we love <laughs> we love it over here. So it's funny that you said what you said earlier, because I have it on my notes. Because the person was like, they found the... Someone was like, they found this third hour boring. I was like, what? Bruv. Hey, if you know how my heart was beating. Yeah, man. During this God. shit. Guy, what was not happening in that? But I also think hour? that's us. I think that might be our love of like courtroom dramas and courtroom thrillers. You can tell like niggas have not watched second season of Newsroom when they don't when they tell when they say they don't like this kind of stuff, man. Because this is what I live for. This is what I live for. From look, there's everything in that in that in that last hour. Like it reveals who the true villain of the movie is. It reveals mm-hmm. um like it gives Kitty something interesting to do for a little bit. It, or Hasin. Yeah, yeah, Hasin. Okay. With, with yeah. Jason Clark. Um, it gives Rami Malek something to do. And like it ratchets it ratchets up the tension just all around, like the internal tension or the internal conflict that Oppenheimer is having within himself. Right? So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was the bomb a good thing? Was it not a good thing? Then they have that scene where they called them, Oh, we have evidence that Russia has dropped a nuke. Mm. So good. So I didn't want to put that scene in there because I wasn't sure if it was the third hour. But the moment that my start is the moment when he transitions to he cuts Downey in the car. The score as that was mm. that's the scene. That's the moment when I was like, what am I watching? I was like, from then to the end, it just but I think that was before Trinity Test. I think it was before Trinity. Yeah. At least the first time we see it, I think it was before Trinity Test. But whichever way, I was just like, oh my god. So I've been trying to think about this scene. Not just because we've talked about it from a filmmaking point of view and why we love it, but I'm trying to think about it from just like from an emotional point of view as well. And I think something I like about the scene, or maybe the reason I like not seeing sorry the last hour, is that it gives us. It actually no another question before I go there. Mm-hmm. Did you ever? What were your feelings about Oppenheimer in this movie? Were you ever jubilous for him? Were you happy for him? Were you happy with him? Did you hate him? Considering the things he was doing in this movie. And we know he did. I didn't hate him. Because, like, I don't think... <clears throat> it's an interesting one. I was going to get, get on it towards the end. I don't think the movie is trying to make you feel anything about him. Because, like, there's no, like, obvious, like, you should feel this about him. Because he's yeah, yeah. feeling so many things about himself <laughs> in the movie. So it's like, oh, I feel good. I feel like I'm the man. And mm-hmm. oh, I feel like I'm just trying to get this thing done. Oh, I feel bad about what I might have done and have started. Oh, I feel self-righteous in this moment that I'm trying to stop. It's like, it's like you get to see, and like in each, I think, I think, okay, fine, to answer your question, I don't think I was rooting for him at any point in this film, but yeah. I understood exactly why he was feeling the way he was feeling at every point. And like, it's not to say that he was correct. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. understanding it because he was right. But, like, I get why a man like him would end up in those places. Oh, I understood Teller, but I think Teller was wrong. I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with what you're saying. Um, I asked that because both times I watched this movie, probably the first time I was shocked it happened to me the first time. After the Trinity test, I was so sullen. Because like, everybody was, like, celebrate. <laughs> Wait, no, even when he was... No, no, so not, not the bombing, the Trinity test. Oh, the test, the test. Was, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, when, when they're raising... I think but that's because I know what is about to happen it's with that It's going to happen, yeah. So I can't be happy for him or for them because I know what's going to happen with that thing. But, which is what I was going to earlier, I think I like the third hour because it gave me somebody to hate. <laughs> and it gave me someone to, like, root for Oppenheimer without... Against, Oppenheimer yeah. actually being there. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So I was like, oh, I finally have a villain. Like, like, I can finally hate Strauss, like, hate down his character. And I can't 
maybe be a bit happy or feel bad for Oppenheimer, despite every not not happy, but feel a bit bad for him. I was like, oh, that might be actually be why they kept him being the villain to me. Yeah, I don't villain, know. Yeah, it's just I was just like, oh, that's actually that's that fair. Might be, yeah, I was like, oh, this is actually an emotional. Maybe this is why I'm feeling this way about this thing because, like, the moment you find out that he's the one, I'm like, oh, oh. I literally sat up. I was like, You're oh, like what you is bitch. <laughs> so all these whiles, it has been you. Nah, I get it, <laughs> it man. Has been you. Even the the guy that's meant to be basically the shill for the audience, like his sending Odin, yeah, yeah, Odin's character, that, asking him all these questions and then also getting angry when he's. Mm -hmm. I'm like, bro. I thought you were meant to be a political operative too. Why are you angry like us? <laughs> I think that might have been just before, like, for anyone who doesn't know they should be angry with Strauss, <laughs> please take this so guy. Funny. I found it so funny. <laughs> I found, if, I, what I found funnier was like how, and this might be the, the Strauss's hubris, but like he wasn't angry at him being angry at him. It was almost like, you're too low to have an opinion about yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. There's only one point that he's like, would you when it's about Ryan Malek's character like do you need something to make you do the right thing it was like in his opinion that was the time that I felt like it kind of pushed back from Strauss but that was obviously because at that point he, he knew he was losing I, mm -hmm. I, that, that, I don't know I think that third hour is so good man. I, I who, really enjoyed it I, like it. And I just really really like that third hour so much I think it was the right decision because I think a three hour movie without something like that uh, I'm not sure man well without it it probably it probably ends up being Two hours fifteen because it probably ends with the Trinity test, ends with Trinity test, or the, and or then the, the bombing, bombing, and then it probably ends after the gymnasium scene. Yeah, and maybe they find a way to include like his hearing to show that he was a bit solemn or whatever. But like, yeah, you don't have the whole that's idea fair. thing, so it's, so it's shorter. But that, but that's that's not. I don't know. That's not a great. Yeah, film. it's not the same thing. It's a good it's film. Not it's not. It's, that's not. Yeah. What's this movie about? Yeah, I think. Mm. I think, I think you can bring all your points about yeah, feelings yeah. about Oppenheimer here. Sloppenheimer. I think this movie is about Florence Pugh being great. But also, I think Oppenheimer is about the man. I think it's it's the whole, like, this is a, a man that is blessed, first of all, like intellectually. Mm -hmm. But is also very cognizant that he's flawed. I think he understands. The movie is. No, 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 no. I think the man, like, I think the movie is about a man that knows, that knows that he's not, like, perfect. Because he's huh. not, he's not okay. like, he's not like Iron Man in this film. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He's not like, there's no hubris there like that. Like, there's enough hubris to say, oh, I want to, it's, how, how do I put this? It's about someone that thinks that they are great, right? And I mm -hmm. want an opportunity to prove it. But, okay. but is also smart enough to know that they are not, you know, God. I don't know if that, if that makes sense. So you think he doesn't believe he's God? I don't think he does. I think, I think he wants to do a thing. And I find this a lot like with people who are just creative, right? Like it doesn't mm -hmm. matter what the thing I'm doing is. Like, let me just do this thing. Because it's going to be a thing. It's going to be important. It's going to be... The way I read, like on first watching, and this might change like if I watch it again. But mm -hmm, I didn't mm -hmm. think he ever considered them using the bomb up until up until that's, that's so nice it's dumb though. it's dumb right so it's dumb, dumb. it's dumb because, because I, I asked myself that same question but like, I, he, like but like just the way he's reacting i'm like oh you didn't you really didn't consider you thought oh they'll just maybe we'll just drop it here and scare so, people <laughs> i thought i i thought he was him oh god i think we need to wrap up but we have so much to talk about i thought it was him trying to just push it away and not think about it. And I, think, said, I think, that's, I think saying, that's also true. It's not our role. I think I that's like, also true. I think that's also true. I think he's not... Exactly. It's like, it's the kind of guy that just wants, oh, let me just do the thing. Like, I've done it. Let me do it. I can do it mm -hmm. so that people know that I did it. But like... Like, I think what RDJ's character says about him is true. About like, he wanted to be the father of the atomic bomb. I, I think, think there's some things there that I think, I think that. that's I think that's 100% true. He didn't want to be the father of nuclear holocaust though. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But like, even though he was smart enough to know that this was a, like this was a possibility because he so wanted that first bit to be the man, he pushed it away. Because yeah, exactly. That, that's, yes, he pushed it away because he never actively really tried to dissuade them from using it. 
Let's, if we're be up like, until, like, I think up until the very end, like when he was like, Oh, I want to tell you what the other scientists are saying about, yeah, that, but I'm saying that's not really active, that's just he's just doing the bare minimum, yeah, man. That's not if he really cared about it because I don't know. I was also thinking about like, I said, obviously, second watch came to me of him as a director, but I was just thinking of him saying things like, Um, even though we create it, it's not our job to decide how people use how it or use, whatever, yeah, and it's almost like how you create art, right? And you're like, People can interpret it however, however they want exactly. to interpret it. I'm like, do we have a role in, like, obviously we can't control how they interpret it, but also, like, you can't just take my art and just run it and become, like, the sound of the Nazis. That's what like, I wanted y- to say, yeah. <laughs> Your song cannot just become the sound of the Nazis. Like, I, I kind of have to have some. It's not what I wanted. It's not what I intended. I, I thought I'd be very interested. And, like, oh, sorry, I wanted to mention. So, obviously, I'm not a 40-plus-year-old white man. Uh. So, I don't really care about World War II like that. So, I can... This is my mere cop. I apologize, guys. They didn't teach us in school. Or maybe they did. I can't remember. I did not know that Hiroshima and Nagasaki happened after Hitler died. After Hitler died, yeah. The, like, they had surrendered. It was Germany just, had surrendered. Yeah, Japan yeah, had Germany. Not. Yeah, Japan had not. I did not know this. Oh, I really? Okay, this. I did. I think I we were talking about it in the office before. Because <laughs> I thought... So I thought this was the thing that triggered Hitler to give up. Oh, no, no. So all these are like, okay, maybe. Okay, I understand. They saved but lives. But think that... <laughs> <laughs> to think that things were like Hitler had gone it was just Japan holding and they yeah, still dropped these two bombs and it was going to like, end it was going to end I mean there's been some debate about whether but like still I'm just like ah, I don't know man I mean like again, yeah, I, I, think, think, I think I think really he wanted to be the man that did a thing yeah but I think he also genuinely really regretted like it's, the way but he never said it he never said what that he regretted Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Oh no, not even that. I think he regretted like that he did the thing in the end, right? Oh, okay. Not that they eventually used it or anything, but like I think I think when it became clear that um look, you know, you've done this thing, it's like, oh, you've put out this song. Now everybody's making Nazi music now because they think you are <laughs> they think your song is the best Nazi song of all time. I think he I think that shook him to his core. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so do you think he, do you think, do you believe when he was like, he only got the moral crumbs about the H-bomb when he realized that America was going to use it? And it wasn't like an ego thing. Like I, I think, want to I think that the, was an ego thing. Ego thing, I right? Think that, that was, was an ego big, thing. The big, big bomb. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I just, I think that, I mean, like I said, there's just so many parts of this movie that we could spend hours talking on. I just, I really, he's sort of intriguing I guess we could say character because I don't know much about the real person like mm-hmm. beyond what's... But, but by all accounts, this book is like the definitive biography of, of Oppenheimer. Of Oppenheimer. And this movie seems to be a very accurate um, adaptation. Um, let's see if I have final questions before we before we head out. Um, do you have any... Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just... Yeah, I realized I was on... In the third act, I was on Opp- Oppenheimer's side when like I was happy when my demon was like speaking for him. Yeah, that was cute. I was like, oh... I was like, this is... I mean, yeah, I mean, and also him going through all this kind of self-flagellation just so... Yeah. Could, that, so that it could felt, be like... Yeah, it felt like, oh, I'm taking my lashings. Like, yeah, it, I think what Emily Blunt's... I think a lot of people say... They read him in that final to filth. Hour. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, were correct. I think when she's like, you want people to just feel like you were, <laughs> you were solemn or whatever. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. So I can't remember if I read this from somebody who like knew Oppenheimer from the book or whatever, but they described Oppenheimer as someone who always wanted to be on the right, like not on the right side of history, but on the right side of history, but also like on the right side of something big. Mm. So he's like, he's with the Spanish people mm. for the liberation or he's with the communists or whatever. He's like, he always wants to kind of be the guy involved in something big. So then he finally gets his chance with the Manhattan Project and everything. And it goes back to what you're saying about he wanted to be like the guy for this and then maybe he realizes that this is not the right thing. To, it's not the right thing to be the to guy, be the for, guy for. Um, also, there's, I think there are also things here about just like sacrificing your ideals for politics. Yeah. And how the people in politics are stupid and just conniving and the actual thinkers and scientists are being held. Well, that, I think that there's so many ideas here. And in Nolan, there's so many ideas here if you want to actually just dissect it. And the three are Nolan films, so that's expected. But there are so many ideas here. It's dense. Yeah, like scientists backing him despite everything. Um... Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, apparently, no H-bomb has been used, so that's good. Thank God. Yeah, thank so God. So what's Sal Bomber? What's what? 
The one that the Russians have. Has it been used? I don't know if it's like used on human beings or tested. I, go, I just Googled has a hydrogen bomb ever been used and they were like, no. They definitely tested them. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I meant as in used as in like, yeah. To kill human, human beings? Human. No, no, no. Um, okay, I don't know. I, don't, I think that's kind of, my notes have like emotional arcs that went on like being angry with Oppenheimer and then being supportive of him. Uh, so, okay, I think I've kind of covered everything I really had in my notes. Uh, oh, one scene that was just harrowing to me was the scene where they're choosing what, where to drop the bomb. Kyoto. And then James Remar's character is like, is like, we honeymoon there. I was like, we honeymoon there. Oh god! I gave us such a nervous laughter the first time I watched. It. I was like, this is, this is. I was just like, but this is exactly how it happens, isn't it? Yeah, I was like, fuck white people, man. This is exactly <laughs> like, how it happens. Oh. Uh, anyway, um, final thoughts. Any final thoughts? Oh, let's do TMT thing. So rank the three movies. Oppenheimer top, then Barbie, then yeah, 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 same. Yeah, it's like I don't same. even remember the name of the other one. Dead Reckoning. How <laughs> about? How about? For me, bro, it's a bro, how many times did they Barbie say and... they say Dead Reckoning in that film? Once, once it just did, once in the beginning. Did they even say it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's like either the name of the AI protocol on the submarine or something. Because they, 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 they usually say the movie. They just say the name of the movie in, in the stuff. But yeah, I can't they said Dead Reckoning then. Oh, no, they said the yeah. part two. No, yeah, I mean same, same. Oppenheimer, Barbie, um, yeah. Mission Impossible. Dead it was. Name. I think it was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. I knew I was going to like Barbie, but I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I ended up. Do you think, is this a man thing? Is this a meninist thing? No. I mean, you can say yes if you think it is. I don't, like, wait, us thinking Oppenheimer is better? Yeah. yeah. I don't think so. I don't think okay. so. I think Oppenheimer is just, like, it's just harder to do. And they ended it's up a, doing it well, so it has to be better. Movie. Oh, okay, yeah. quick question. So, I don't want, but I, just just in case, is this your favorite Nolan film now? Um, No. Okay, because it could have been because people are saying no, no. I, I, I think it would be too soon to say it. Too. People are already yeah, saying that it yeah. is. So I'm no, a lot of people that. think it's his best film. Like full stop. I, it might. I, be. I definitely think it's his best directed film. It might be, but yeah, it's not yet. My I think favorite. sorry, a lot has to be done for Memento to stop being my best film. Just because I just, I don't know. I just really like Memento. I don't know. Like, can I stop? Yeah. It be my best film of his. I don't know. Might, but I, I think yeah. like I, I always thought up to now. I thought Dunkirk was his best directed film. Yeah, no, this is, this is definitely... But it feels like the same thing in Dunkirk here, but also like Inception. Or doing more, yeah. Yeah, doing some, taking some Inception, taking from Dunkirk, taking some Memento, because there's some very quiet scenes in here as well. It's just like, people say that he needs to do all his entire filmography to do this, and that's kind of true. That's fair. I wonder yeah. what he does I think like, it's I still. I think it's still Inception for me, just because... Your of, best. As, well, your best yeah. or his best? Yeah, my, to, my yeah, favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, film. Just, bro, it's a tough... I think it would be really tough for you to beat that film. This, this, it's too tight. And I love it tight. It's not that I'm a mentor. I... What are you doing? What are you about to say? No, it's not. I... Memento is literally tight by nature. It's like... I don't know. No, when I say tight, you know what I mean by tight now? No, I, I think you mean like tight. a tight script. Yeah, but tight. Like, everything is clicking. And... Yeah, man. I, I, I think there are more holes in Inception and Memento. That's your business. That's you cannot find holes in Memento. You can find people are debating themselves. I've only seen Memento one time. So, oh my god. Okay. Anyway, and, um, and honestly, I was like, Banky, what are you saying, bro? When did you see Memento? I was, I was still in. I was definitely still in Southampton. Oh, I don't I think I was. I don't think I was pro Memento like that at that point. And when did I see it? Maybe I was. No, as in I, I attended by them, but I wasn't like pro memento like that. I saw it sometime, but I, and I think it's because of you. So. Oh, okay. Anyways, um, thank you very much here for this, um, guys. Thank you for listening. Um, thank you to TMT for his involvement in part one of this marathon. Um, yeah, Ayo, thanks for joining. Thanks for staying. Thanks for staying for two parts. Thanks for talking about Oppenheimer with me. Thanks for enjoying Oppenheimer weekend. Woo. Do you have people in your life that like did Barbenheimer? Apart from obviously, like actually know that did Barbenheimer. Do you have people in your life? I don't life think that so. I don't think so. I don't yeah, think I, I don't... know a single other person that did both in the same weekend. Is that me? Yeah, you're the only other person I know. I th- <laughs> I think you're the only person I know that as in like in like direct obviously I have people yeah, on yeah, podcast yeah. that did it as well. But you're the only person I know that like I can actually go to their house right now that did Barbenheimer the same weekend. You can't come to my house right now. Do we need to get better friends? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm outside your door. Um, I am not. recording. Anyway, whatever. This is this is recording in three hours. Delirious brain. Um, yeah. Thank you very much for this. And I don't know when I should be back on the podcast, but 
you know, you're always welcome. Guys, thank you very much for listening. And yeah. I want to talk about the band. I want to talk about Claire. Look, I I, I want to talk about the band as well. I don't know how I'm going to figure it out. But I know you said it, so we'll figure it out. It's you that said it. Nobody asked you to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you very much. And guys, join us next week when we'll be joined by the great Daniel Kaluuya. Hey, which movie would Daniel Kaluuya be better in? Open Eye or Barbie? Barbie. Fair. There are no black people in Open Eye it's true there's one guy that took them no the one guy that took them to uh, (laughs) Rami Malek and Femi oh yeah 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 yeah. did he talk I don't remember I don't think he has a name (laughs) anyway uh, bye guys